Uh, we have a custom on Shabbat Hagadol to review the Haggadah and prepare for the Seder. So I thought it would be appropriate to uh, have Rabbi Minchel join our podcast again. Thank you for coming, Rabbi. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, we thought it would be good to have you here to help to help us all prepare for the Seder. You know, sometimes in school, we as educators feel like parents. And I feel like the Seder is a time when our parents become educators for the evening. So... How do you connect with the Seder as an educator? The Seder is an incredible, incredible experience and an incredible opportunity to engage children, engage your children in an experience that is not just a learning experience, but potentially a transformational experience. You know, the, um, there's a pasuk in Parshat HaZinu, should ask your father or your parent and he will he or she will tell you your elders and they will tell you and the question is what's the difference between what parents do and what elders do and what's the change of the terminology as opposed to they both mean to tell and the Nitziv has a beautiful insight and shares that lahagid, the agedcha, is a certain type of engagement where you're not, no, you're not telling the children, you're not telling your children, but rather you're bringing them into an experience where there's a dialogue, there's a conversation, there's a back and forth, there's inquiry, there's open questioning, there's ex- exploration of ideas, and that one can do more readily with one pa- one's parents than with elders who are a little bit removed. Our goal and our role as parents slash educators at the Seder is really to give our children that space, that opportunity for each one to shine. And that is something that I think stays with our children way beyond the Seder. So what advice do you have for parents about how to draw out some of this enthusiasm from their kids at the table. You know, people come to the Seder, they're sometimes tired, a lot goes into it. You know, how can we plan ahead for that? So one of the things to do is to, is of course, for the children themselves to be well-rested and to come to the Seder so that they can appreciate, so that they're not tired and they don't lose their stamina, that they can stay with it. And, um, and of course, there are things we do during the Seder. The Halakha even mentions that the reason for the, the question-answer process, which is, of course, an educational technique, that technique is meant to engage children. Because, let's face it, we as adults don't need that process the same way. But to engage the children, this is all about It's about engaging children. The whole purpose of the Seder, because if we really want Jewish values... Jewish life to be sustainable, we have to be able to transmit it in a powerful way mm-hmm. to the next generation. I've always felt like the Seder is like the perfect lesson plan, since the parents are going to be teachers. You know, you start off, this is what we're going to do today, Kadesh, right. you tell them we're going to, we Put start your with aim. questions. Put your aim on the board, right. These are all our types of students that we're going to have. We do a few things that are like a hook. You know, we dip some things. We, right, you know, we, we do we things some... differently, intentionally to arouse the the interest and the excitement of the students, of the children. We, we give out, you know, to mention that we should give out different uh, 
they say nuts and and uh, of course healthy candies. <laughs> well, it's a special occasion. It's it would special, be a sometimes snack. Sometimes snack <laughs> um, to keep the kids interested and to keep them involved because. Mm-hmm. It's hard to sustain your involvement in the entire Haggadah because it's long and it's, and, and it's not easy to engage children the entire time. But if they have things to look forward to and if along the way we take breaks from mm-hmm. the, the formal That's saying of the Haggadah idea. to engage the children, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's, really, uh, mm-hmm. it's really powerful. That's like the most important part of the night is getting to the kids. What, what Seder memories do you have, Rabbi, from growing up? So I have lots of wonderful memories. Um, you know, I was uh, I was really leading the seder from a young age. My parents were not yeshiva uh, trained, so when I started going to yeshiva and I came back, uh, came to the seder, so they my my father relied on me to really carry things. So so I I was in an interesting role from a from a young age, um, and I always looked forward to it. And I always felt. The responsibility to bring uh, interesting insights in Divrei Torah, and uh, of course, I wanted to impress my parents that their uh, yeshiva tuition dollars were going to good use. Um, those are those were very special, you know. The sederim were always very special. But I will tell you one kind of comical um, memory that I have of a more recent times when I had my own family. We had the entire family together at the seder, and I have a friend who lives in my community who. Uh, we, our our sedarim typically go till about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning because we we try to um, to engage everyone and we try to give each section of the Haggadah its due. So this particular individual is a very, very learned person uh, and finished somewhat earlier than we finished. And he and his wife were taking a walk and um, he was still wearing his kittel from the, uh, from the Seder. And we got up to the point, literally got up to the point where you open the door for Eliyahu Hanavi. <laughs> and at that moment, he appeared. <laughs> and my family it's went like crazy. crazy. The timing was just so coincidental, more than coincidence. It was obviously, we thought, we thought Eliyahu Hanavi was at our door. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> and there he was. And there he was. There he there was. was. There you go. So I guess as a teacher, thinking about the four children is, is always an interesting part of the Seder for us. I've, I've learned in, that, it, that the reason the Chacham is listed with an answer is because you have to really plan for those students who need to be challenged and think, and if you don't, they're going to lose interest in Torah. I always struggle with the, the Russia. What, what, do you have, what thoughts do you have about that, Rabbi? So first, I just on a, a comment on the Chacham. It's interesting. It should be that there's a counterpart, Chacham and Rasha, but Chacham and Rasha are not counterparts. It would have been, or it should have been, Tzadik and Rasha. Mm. So why is it Chacham? Ah. Because it's not necessarily a, an individual who is fully there. They still need, in terms of their strengthening of their emunah, strengthening of their experience, is still incumbent upon us, even though they're very intelligent and insightful, and they ask good questions. We should realize that asking those good questions, we really have to answer those questions well. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't assume that a chacham is there. Right. We have to help the chacham and challenge the chacham and give the chacham things to think about and to, to, feel, to feel fully mm-hmm. part of things. Mm-hmm. The rasha is an interesting one. The, there are many commentaries who say, um, are we really dealing with a rasha, a wicked person? Mm-hmm. 
And the interesting thing is, you know, there's an introduction to the Arba Banim of Baruch HaMakom Baruch Hu, Baruch Shanatan Tarli Amo Yisrael Baruch Hu. Four times it says Baruch, the word Baruch, and each one of those brachot is connected, one of those is, is, is paired up with one of those children. Even the Rasha, because the Rasha is also a Ben of Hashem. Uh-huh. Even the Rasha, we shouldn't think that a wicked person, we're not talking about wickedness, we're talking about maybe people who appear, who outwardly, they look like they're, they've given up, they look like they're uninterested, they're mm-hmm. apathetic. And those individuals are reachable. Mm-hmm. We have to penetrate sometimes mm-hmm. a little harder mm-hmm. to get to them, mm-hmm. to reach them. But we shouldn't think, first of all, we have no children who are Rishayim. There are no Rishayim. They are sometimes feeling distanced. They're feeling dejected. Mm-hmm. They're feeling um, that they don't really understand what their role is. Mm-hmm. And so we have to work a little harder on the, for those children, those types of students. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely reachable and certainly never to give up on them. Mm-hmm. The only reason the Rasha is dealt with, in, according in to some commentaries, way, yeah. in such a harsh way... Can we take is, that not literally? Can we say it's to answer sharp or to stop them from certainly, what they're saying? Certainly not to be taken literally. Okay. <laughs> to be taken in a way that a child should never think that we don't have emunah and Hashem. Mm-hmm. And the Rasha suggests uh-huh. that there isn't emunah. And even in the worst time, when the Jewish people were in their worst state in Egypt, they maintained a connection to Hashem mm-hmm. because ultimately they cried out to Hashem and that's what really led, led right. Hashem to listen to them because they, they had to cry. Mm-hmm. They had to turn to Hashem. Mm-hmm. So that Rasha, we have to really send a strong message to him at the same time that we're trying to reach out to him and bring Hashem him closer. Hashem didn't forget about us. Hashem didn't forget about us. And Hashem doesn't forget about him. And he is still a ben Hashem. He's a ben, he's, he's a banim atem Hashem. He's still right. a child of Hashem. And we have to view him in that way as well. Also, he's, he's, a, he's asking, this child is asking a question. You know, Rabbi Riskin, I think it's Rabbi Riskin, has a, a famous piece about, you know, there's there's a fifth child, and that child didn't come to the Seder. Right. So yeah, this one at least is there. This one's He's there and wants to engage and, and wants to know what's going on. I think it's a very important lesson to us as educators and parents as well, and that is that we shouldn't put off by, be put off by questions, even difficult questions, even questions that border on, almost borders on disrespect. We still have to realize, where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. It's coming from a place where there's something within that one asking the question right. that needs to be reached out to, that needs to be connected to. And so we should take the the child who is mm-hmm. somewhat distanced and somewhat even disrespectful in their questions, we should take that as a challenge for us. Mm-hmm. How as educators, how as parents, we never, God forbid, never give up mm-hmm. on that child. I think that's even more important today because, and I mean, you've been in education much longer than me, but I feel like children today, even in our own home, can be connected to things outside the home, either on their phone or, 
you know, social media and, and keeping the lines of communication open, even with adolescents who are sharp or difficult, I think is even more important today. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lines of communication are ultimately, that's going to preserve the continuity of our people. And that's the sha'alavicha v'yagedcha. Never be put off by questions. Mm-hmm. If you don't have answers, that's okay. You can say, I don't know, and, and look into it further. Mm-hmm. We don't all have answers. Mm-hmm. We don't always have answers. However, we should always be listening and always validate the questions that, that, that were asked. What bracha do you have to the, to the uh, Yeshiva Hartora family coming to Pesach? I would say that this, this experience, this family experience of parents, grandparents, and children coming together is really the proudest time for our yeshiva, for our families, for our people. It's really an opportunity that should be maximized. And it takes thought and it takes preparation. My bracha is simply that our children should have the enthusiasm, should have the excitement that we see here when they're learning about the Haggadah and learning about Pesach. They should have the, the capacity to, to express that mm-hmm. and to be celebrated for all that they have accomplished. And at the same time, I give a bracha to our wonderful, wonderful teachers who dedicate themselves so much during this time. This is a difficult time for everyone. We're all preparing, preparing personally, we're preparing physically, we're preparing our homes and our families. And at the same time, we're preparing our students. And so my bracha is that as a, as a Yeshiva HaTorah family, as a, as a Yeshiva HaTorah community, we should use this Pesach opportunity to grow, to grow in our bonds with our children and our connection to our children because ultimately that's the connection that our children have to the Misora, the connection that they have to our heritage. And Amir Tzashem, the children should be a tremendous source of nachat to our wonderful parents and grandparents and hopefully even great-grandparents. Yishana Habab Yerushalayim, we hope Amir Tzashem that we can hasten the geula because of our experience during this Pesach holiday. Thank you, Rabbi. Wishing everyone a Chag Kasher And don't forget to print up your table talk this week. Um, it's connected to our theme of empathy um, and ha- will help you prepare for the Seder as you go through the Haggadah. Shabbat Shalom.